1: Army Sergeant David Hernandez. I called an audible. He was he agreed to just come in for pie, which it's not very hard to find someone to do that. But then as we're wrapping up the segment, I'm like, you know what? I, I want to keep you over. I you don't you can't stay forever. I know you're busy. Yeah. But you've agreed to stay at least one more segment. Now the segment's gonna be two hours long, so just FYI. Oh uh,
2: it's all he, good. Yeah, it's all good. Day goes by quicker.
1: Yeah. So we're here with Army Sergeant David Hernandez. Now, when we left off, we were talking about you move every three years or moved every three years and all over the world. You were stationed in uh, overseas in uh, sorry Afghanistan. Yes,
2: yeah, so I've done two tours Iraq, two tours Afghanistan.
1: Two okay, two of each, and now you're in California. Now you really enjoyed Alaska. You really liked Colorado, Louisiana.
2: It, was it had its ups and, downs. ups and downs and now what do you think about california oh my god look I, I had soldiers who were from california and i always told them that hey i would never ever be caught dead in california and lo and behold the great army says too easy got you sergeant are you going to california
1: and now you're here and what is <laughs> now your family's here too yeah they are so what do they think
2: they love it here. Like I said, it's a new experience. We got to do the whole L.A. scene too, as well. You yeah. know, you, you only see it in the movies. Why not be able to do it in person?
1: But I, I'm hearing a little hesitation, though.
2: Of course there is. You know, I was. I'm not a fan of California.
1: But you, you were mentioning maybe the taxes. And... Yeah,
2: the that, the expenses that was that hit us hard. Yeah. You know, the first one was when we went to the grocery store, and we're like, um, "Where are the bags? Oh, you got to pay for that, sir." I was like. <laughs> when do you pay for bags? So yeah, that that got us by surprise there too. That was like when we first got in state lines. But now it's okay. Yeah, we're used to it. Yeah,
1: you're surviving. You're able to survive on the Central Coast. Very brave of you to, <laughs> to handle the uh, Central Coast. So, moved all around and one one of the questions I was wondering was you were you're in the army. Why the army specifically? Well, there's Air Force, Marines, there's Coast Guard, there's, there's all kinds of things. You were growing up on the coast. Why did you choose Army specifically?
2: Well, because the thing with the Army is that you have a great opportunity for promotions. You have a great opportunity to being able to actually choose the job before signing any contract. You know, other branches don't afford you that opportunity. You know, you're going to go up there maybe not knowing what you're going to be enlisting for under a stipulation. But with the Army, you're able to actually reserve your job prior. So when you get down there, it's not a surprise. Okay, I know what I'm getting into. So when you signed up, you signed up for artillery oh, specifically. Oh, yes. yes. And I had a high score on the ASVAB, too. Mm-hmm. So my recruiter was like, are you serious? I was like, yes.
1: And what what was your ASVAB score?
2: I had a 57.
1: And what's uh, what's
2: average uh you are looking about 40 40 to 50 is about average right mm-hmm. there you know where you get a lot, you know a wide variety of job availabilities and whatnot you know but you know they looked at me my line scores were great and they're like you sure you don't want any of these other jobs yeah like, you could
1: be flying drones or yeah doing this other stuff and you're like no i want to shoot big guns yeah because you know again i was only going to do
2: three years get out and finish school
1: so your plan was only three years yes and how many years ago
2: was that Whew. <laughs> yes. What, Thirteen, sixteen years ago, yep. yeah.
1: Wow, and so you're you're still in. How long? How long are you planning on being in?
2: Well, oh, twenty years. I got four more to go. And then you're gonna retire? Yes, indeed. And then what? So,
1: because they don't. I I don't know if you know this. There's not really really a civilian application for artillery.
2: No, there isn't. However, you know what you do within the army itself. I mean, you can still go to college, right? That's mm-hmm. afforded to us, whether you're full time or part time. So. I have the ability to finish my degree. I already have a plan. I'm getting out. You know, I'm going to be a high school counselor, if you could see that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that is my goal afterwards. My degree is for counseling.
1: And I'm guessing you're going to counsel a lot of people to join the Army. (laughs) Well, it shows you have perfect grades, 5.0, and you're a certified genius. You ever thought about doing artillery? (laughs) That's where I think you should be in the artillery.
2: But you'd be amazed, though. We get a lot of individuals who score high enough and want infantry. And we're just like, hey, uh, you got all these jobs. Nope, I want infantry.
1: Is it because that's where the action is? Mm I guess they want a challenge. You know, they want something challenging. So I'm going to have you put on your your school counselor hat. And I want you to kind of maybe sell the Army why I'm an 18-year-old kid. I I want to join the military. (laughs) Why should I join? Tell me why I should join the military and Army
2: specific. Well, you gotta look at it this way, right? When you look at the army, there's a great opportunity to be able to travel. You know, a lot of us get so consumed with our everyday lives here in whichever city that you're from, right? Do you ever think to yourself and wonder, like, hey, this is it? This is the rest of my life here? Am sure, I we all able? do. Yeah. You know, the army is a great, a great, uh, a great way to travel because, again, it's it's an adventure. You don't know what's what's going to be next. You know, and on top of that, of course, you know. Being able to do a job at which you're not paying an institution, you know what I'm saying? The Army is going to pay you and train you over the jobs at which you're able to qualify for, right? Because, again, coming out of high school, are you going to be able to get any other job within any company? You're not. They're looking for people with experience, certain traits at which they're trying to, you know, look for. But the Army is a great way to do that because, again, we are the larger branch in service, right mm-hmm. we offer a lot more careers various jobs to which is a lot more difficult being able to do it without it you know so it's one of those things are you open to challenging yourself and doing something out of your norm and seeing what you could actually accomplish or you're just going to do what everybody else has been doing because we've been so embedded at eight, after high school go to college but lo and behold even in the army, you can still do college. You're not falling behind the power curve. How
1: common is that for someone who's in the actively in the military to do college? I mean while it, in
2: you gotta look at it this way though. It it has to come from the individual himself or herself, right? They have to be wanting to pursue that. You know, there's only so much that we can do is, hey, look, this is the education center, these are the colleges at which you can actually choose from. It's your decision, you know. It, it's one of those things where you're either going to want to do it, yeah, or you're not. It's but, available to them, exactly. But they
1: have to be self motivated, and is that something that the army can do? Is uh, teach people to be self motivated?
2: Yeah, we encourage that. You know, it's one of those things. You know, just because you're in the service, you know, it doesn't stop there. It's all about how much you're willing to progress, because we're giving you all this opportunity. What are you going to do with it when it's right there in your lap? You know.
1: Hold on, I'm signing the commitment
2: paper right now. <laughs> there
1: right, you go. Six signed, years. I'm signed up. Six years. I'll be uh, 60 when I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll be. Uh, what's the lowest rank there is? E1. Uh, I'll be an E1 in, uh, when I retire. <laughs> so I'm set. Yeah, you you really I've seen sold you me. It now, one of the one of my questions uh, is how important it is is it to kind of choose a job that has an application outside of the military because like I said. There's not much call for infantry or, you know, shooting really, really big cannons at people outside of the military. Maybe, unless you're blowing up like rock walls and, you know, quarries or something. Other than that, maybe that guy. That's that's what you could do. You go to the ski slopes in uh, Colorado, (laughs) and you make sure that you trigger the avalanches so everyone's safe. You know, you could do that.
2: Oh, yes. That'd be nice. But other than that,
1: there's not really an application. So how important is it for somebody – the first step, because I think the first step is the most important because you either can go in the right direction or the wrong direction with that first step. And so how important is it for that person getting in to pick the right uh, job in the military that applies when they get
2: out? So, I mean, there are uh, ways at which we can identify that, right? Because we can also utilize the COOL program. So the COOL program is that we can pick any job within the Army, right? So, right, and look at which, how it would identify within the civilian world. You know, these are the jobs at which it would tie into based off of your accreditations right here. So there's systems at which we can see. So if anybody's looking for anything in particular, I mean, we can identify that prior to You know, but also the other great thing about the army is that you're not just tied to that one job. Because after your first contract, right, you can either re enlist for a different job, one at which you probably didn't qualify for in the beginning, but now you still have that opportunity to get the job since you're already in.
1: Do you just retest and like that, or is it somebody has to recommend you for that job?
2: Well, again, it's got to be, you have to meet the qualifying, you know, line scores too, as well. But if you didn't in the beginning, there's an actual course that you can take to help boost up your line scores, you know? So when it comes down for that reenlistment window, you can be able to switch your job. Mm-hmm. So again, there are various options the army has. Other branches can't do that. So that's why I say, and I stick behind it, look, the army is better.
1: So now, is this your final uh, duty station in San Luis Obispo, or are you? they going to move you one more time?
2: Nope, I got one more move. One more? And do you have an idea? Yes, I am moving to Ohio.
1: Hmm. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, it's not BF Egypt. It's not, uh, you know, Cancun either. It's not uh, Barbados. It's... Ohio. <laughs> Ohio. Where, where at in
2: Ohio do you know? Um... I need to figure out the location. I mean, they sent me an email. I have to identify it first. But it's, I mean, more the uh, southern western area. Okay,
1: so you're going to be moving there fairly soon within the next year.
2: No, within the next five months. Wow. Yes.
1: So, and that's your last one.
2: Yes, that'll be the last one.
1: And then when you're when you're out, when you're done, for you know, not including Ohio because you haven't lived there yet.
2: Exactly. Do you have an
1: idea where you want to move to, where you want to live, where you want to be a school counselor, where you want to uh, spend the rest of your life?
2: Oh yes, indeed I do. Where's that? Back home. Texas. Yes. So you want to get back to Texas. Share my experience, get back to my community. I'm also going to run for mayor. What? what? Yes. We, breaking news. Yes.
1: We have David Hernandez <laughs> is running for mayor of? San
2: Juan, Texas.
1: San Juan, Texas. All right. Well, when you become mayor of San Juan, Texas, will you call
2: into the show and be a guest again? Oh, of course I will. Come on now.
1: Now, when you're mayor, are you going to run with, uh, you know, rule with an iron fist? How? Are, what is What is your administration going to be like?
2: Oh, come on. I don't have a slogan yet. Give me time to actually create okay. one. All right. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll work on that with you. Come up with something great for you to uh,
1: run on. And but thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for sharing your time with us and uh, pie with us and uh, really enjoying. Ha- I enjoyed having you come in. And uh, I just I can't say enough about how you know gracious you've been to come in and spending your time. And uh, I'm glad. You're able to kind of sell the Army a little bit because I mentioned <laughs> yes. before on the air, my son joined the Marines, and uh, he's due to go in at the end of the summer. But it was – the all-important thing was joining the military because my son's a chunkhead. He knows it. He, you know, He's a big beefhead. And it's – the military is perfect for him because he loves discipline as long as it's not from me. And he loves knowing what to do and when to do it and who to listen to. And in the military, I mean, that's what they excel on but i think the the benefits as you were describing are just absolutely terrific for your entire life. Yes. Because a small commitment now will benefit you greatly for the rest of your life and i think a lot of people should look into the military especially if they want to go to college and they complain, oh, it's cost too much to go to yes, college. It's exactly. Go in the military, do a do a hitch, you got college paid for. Yes. Done deal. Stop complaining about it, get out there, you know, at the same time you get to uh, meet interesting people. Oh, yes. And blow stuff up. I mean, it's a win-win. And on your 16th anniversary, you get a free slice of pie. I mean...
2: What more do you want?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so thank you very much, Sergeant First Class David Hernandez, for coming in all the way from Texas, uh, via Alaska, Louisiana, Iraq, Kuwait, Afghanistan, everywhere else around the world. Uh, and thank you for your service to this country. Yes, uh, sir. I mean that very much. When we come back, uh, we're going to be talking about the stories in the news. Now, I thought I had it wrapped up. For this week, you know, the the best stories are going to be covering that, but there's a couple of things that have happened today that I think will be making that list, and I want you to call in with what you think is the biggest story, at least in your eyes, when we come back. You're listening to The Dave Congleton Show on Newstalk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. <laughs> We're back. News Talk 920, KVEC, the Dave Congleton Show. I'm Craig Hill filling in for Dave. Jim is filling in for me over in the producer's chair. And it's funny. I just realized I should have said that uh, song, Tom Sawyer, for our next guest, who's coming up at uh, 5 o'clock. It's going to be Travis Larson of the Travis Larson Band. He's going to be in the studio talking about uh, being a musician. That's his job. And it, seriously, that's that's all he does is being a musician. He's uh, been successful. He's traveled across the country. He just got back from uh, Germany. And uh, yeah, he played the Nam show, which is a big uh, musical, what do they call it, kind of trade show down in L.A. And so he's going to tell us all about that. But right now, we were supposed to start the week that was. But I wanted to uh, keep talking with uh, Sergeant Hernandez because he had a great story uh, to tell. And I wish we could have had him longer, but he had to kind of fly out of here, but we're going to keep in touch with Sergeant Hernandez. That being said, let's talk about the week that was and uh, start off with uh, hmm, what story? Let's start off with this one right here. Now, I'm going back to Saturday of last week up till today, and uh, not every day has has a big story. But we do have lots of stories. Now, this one I thought was uh, a little interesting right here. When the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore Sunday on CBS. And it's cold by Kelsey for the touchdown. A record number of people were watching. An average audience of 55.47 million viewers. The biggest audience ever for an AFC championship game. The audience for the later game on Fox in which the San Francisco 49ers beat the Detroit Lions was even bigger at 56.3 million. Not a record, but the most watched NFC title game since 2012. And it's the first time in 10 years both broadcasts topped 50 million. Jason Athenson, ABC News. Now that was ABC News. That was our report uh, that we had. And... I thought that was interesting. Why were the ratings so high? I mean, we've seen declining numbers recently for the NFL the last few years. And I was just wondering, whether maybe people were getting mad. People didn't like all the kneeling and uh, politicizing football. And I wasn't sure how they'd be able to bounce back. And my thought is, could this be? Taylor Swift effect is that why the NFL is coming back because that game you know Kansas City and the Ravens who who was there in the stands Yeah, Taylor Swift Swift, T-Swift T-Dog she was there uh enjoying the game and the cameras were definitely enjoying being put on her and is she the reason why the ratings are back now it was an AFC championship game the network says that uh it reached over 55 million people. And uh, that would break the previous mark from 2011 when the Steelers uh, defeated the Jets. And it was the most watched non Super Bowl program in 30 years. In 30 years on CBS, the most watched non Super Bowl, dating back to the 94 Winter Olympics in Lillehammer. So that was one of the big stories that I thought of. And that's kind of what gave me this idea of why, what are the big stories? So when we come back, I got more stories to tell and I want you to call in. You know the number, 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Tell me what you think the big story of the week is and we'll see if we agree. News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVC. As Jim said, News Talk 920 KVEC, I'm Craig Hill filling in for Dave Congleton. Jim is filling in for me. And uh, right now, we're talking about the uh, stories, top stories of the week, the week that was, and seeing what I think are the top stories of this week. And if you have a differing opinion, go ahead and call in at 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. If you agree with me, call in and uh, give me your reasons why. Uh, My first example was the Taylor Swift effect. I don't know. Somebody else maybe have called it that. That's just what I call it. And that's the residual effect of having Taylor Swift at your football game. They're seeing massive increases in interest. The NFL is seeing much larger numbers than in the past. And I'm thinking it's very uh, Swift-centric. And that Swifty universe. So it's very interesting to me that that is what's going on there. And I'm wondering if she's bringing in fans that maybe normally wouldn't care. Bring, bringing in a lot of uh, maybe the, the teen girls who normally wouldn't care about football. But they love whatever Taylor Swift is doing. So she goes to a game. Boom. They're all going to games. They're all of a sudden, who knows? Maybe that's what's happening. So that was the first story. The second one was the one I find the most compelling, uh, which is Amelia Earhart. Possibly, they might have, could be, have found Amelia Earhart's long-lost plane, her Lockheed 10E Electra. And that thing's been missing for 87 years. And when I think about Amelia Earhart, I think of kind of three things in my life that I thought would never get, you know, resolved. One was like Titanic when I was a kid. Well, now they bring up Titanic, actually.
0: I read that story, too. And apparently the plane might be at 16,000 feet. Really? So I didn't see that. It was really low. I mean, it was really far down. And
1: it's like, that's further down than the Titanic. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. And uh, the Titanic, when I was a kid, no one was ever to found it. find it. Was 16,000. it was, no it. one know, knew where it was, and then they found it, and it was just amazing to me. The other two that are left, Amelia Earhart and D.B. Cooper. Those are the two uh, big mysteries of my life, and maybe of yours too. And in, in fact, there was something recent about DB Cooper. They found a microscopic uh, piece of metal on the tie that he left behind. And that piece of metal, there's a whole thing going back to a uh, a manufacturer on the East Coast who also manufactured in Seattle. And they, it was it's a, it's a kind of a story. I don't want to get into that one. But like I said, Amelia Earhart. An aircraft found they think it might be i don't think so i've seen the images and to me the wings seem a bit swept back yeah. than the uh, lockheed electra do you, do you see the story i just brought up on uh, cbs I, news let me uh let me scroll it over here on my side yeah uh no i
0: do not see it okay well you're moving it but somehow you're not seeing it but anyway it's cbs news reporting Amelia Earhart's long-lost plane possibly detected by sonar 16,000 feet underwater exploration team claims. That's deeper
1: than the Titanic
0: is. Wow,
1: That's crazy. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm noticing it now. I have it on my notes. 48, uh, 77 meters or 16,000 feet. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. And it's supposed to be uh, 100 miles off of the shore of the island that they were supposed island to island. go yeah. to yeah. and never made it, about 1,000 miles Away from Hawaii, which, by the way, I was looking at that Helen Island is sort of
0: an atoll and it's a U.S. protectorate. I didn't really even know that.
1: Helen Wait, island what, what did you call that island? An atoll. Oh, toll.
0: Oh, yeah, I thought you were insulting
1: it. Okay. No. no, no. Uh, well, here's my. I'm gonna get my clip here. It is the U.S. protectorate. So here, this is what uh, we heard on the news. Tony Romeo, head of the exploration company Deep Sea Vision, recently searched across 5,200 square miles of the Pacific Ocean floor using an unmanned submersible. In the final leg of the expedition, the team captured a sonar image of what looks like an object shaped like an airplane resting underwater within 100 miles of Howland Island where Earhart was believed to have gone down after refueling in Papua New Guinea. Romeo says he wasn't surprised to find the aircraft intact, saying, we always felt that Earhart would have made every attempt to land the aircraft gently on the water. So that's the story right there. And uh, I would think, because it's it's a refueling uh, airport, or not even airport, just landing strip, so I would assume there'd be maybe more crashed aircraft around that area. So I'm not so sold on this one just because I said the... The sonar images look make it look like it has a swept wing, and that uh, Lockheed Electra did not have swept wings. But who knows? It hits hard. The wings move back. I I don't know. Who who knows? Crazy to even think about the plane would even be intact. Yeah, and you're assuming that maybe maybe she ran out of fuel, maybe got lost, and was able to put it down. You know, maybe it floated. She could sully it. You know that sully. Landed on the miracle on the Hudson and then was able to get out. Yeah. You know, who knows? Yeah. But that's, that's my number two story of this week. And I thought that was really interesting. So if you want to call in on that one, 800, or sorry, 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832 and tell me about what you think is the uh, another big story of the week. Well, I,
0: I, have you noticed this thing about Los Angeles with the high rise? No. You know, okay. we have all these problems with tagging and everything. But this is a, a, a high-rise that was never finished. 27 floors of tagging.
1: They have the machinery to do that?
0: I, I don't know how they're
1: getting Is that and so they're is that year your... up in
0: there and I guess they they like um um arrested a couple of people on it but just the other day but it was like this high-rise that was never finished. Twenty-seven floors and two, actually two towers, tagged. And so was twenty-seven, all the way up to the twenty-seventh floor.
1: Is that your story of the week? What you know, think? It's kind of weird. I mean, just I mean. So that's the one you're picking.
0: I I think for like a Southern California thing, it's kind of.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, but yes. but
0: I, but I would definitely would pick the Amelia Earhart story. Is like you know being. More of a real broad interest. I think that's great.
1: Now, do you think Amelia Earhart is maybe bigger than this story, or is this one? A bigger story than the amelia Earhart. let's play this one
0: like the toilet paper hoarding early in the pandemic now there's a run on the main brand of sriracha sauce fans including this one right here are panicking over not being able to find that bottle with a rooster on it Hoi fong foods here in southern california confirms to abc news severe weather has caused a major shortage of chilies good peppers are hard to find the
2: company is not accepting new orders, and those already placed will be delayed. They lack inventory. That's an older story. That. That's...
0: Fong says it Hold is on, where am I at here? Uh, I season, there we go. Right Sorry,
1: that's an older story, but that goes to the, the background of my next entrance into the uh, stories of the week, the week that was. Sriracha's back on the shelves. Uh, have you heard that? No, I have not. It hasn't come across, you know, your, uh, your ticker tape? Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently no, is a hot
0: sauce and I can get hot sauce anytime.
1: No, no. no. So this is the hoi fong. This is the rooster sauce okay. that, that just was flying off the shelves. And all of a sudden it's gone. You couldn't mm-hmm. find it anywhere. And uh, the company, it had the same supplier, its entire existence over 25 years. Mm-hmm. And then they had a falling out with their supplier, their singular grower of peppers. And then they just said, you know, OK, we they sued them. They lost. Mm-hmm. And then they tried to diversify their uh you know, the the line, and they were having all kinds of issues getting peppers, and they were gone. The number one hot sauce, all of a sudden gone. Now they're back, and it's got a weird story to it, because you you got to check this out. Mm-hmm. This pepper was taken off. This sriracha was taken off the shelf, couldn't find it, and now it's back. But the weird thing is uh, that, you know, it's the red bottle with the rooster and the green cap. There's an Imperial Valley pepper farmer who was asked by a middleman if he could grow 500 acres of red jalapenos for an unknown producer. So the guy did it. He was paid handsomely via a bank wire and now plans to pa- to uh, plant 200 more acres this month. He's been told, he hasn't been told who the person buying the jalapenos is, uh, though he suspects it's Hoi Fong, the ones that do the uh, uh, sriracha with the rooster mm-hmm. on it. And the hot sauce company once used a hundred million pounds of peppers a year in producing its hot sauce, down to nothing. And now they're they're back producing, not at full capacity. But the story goes that the growers who were offered this uh, extra money yeah. were told, "Do not ask questions. You want to grow, we'll pay you handsomely." Wow! And there was a grower in uh, SoCal who suspected it was Hoi Fong. And he knew the original grower who had the issues with the company, and he refused to grow because he didn't want to grow for that company. Mm -hmm. But it just seems odd that it's, you know, so clandestine, the growing of red peppers. So that's another story I thought was compelling this week. Perhaps you don't. That's why you're not calling in to (laughs) 805-543-8830 or 800 549 5-8-3-2. 5-8-3-2. You don't have to call this in. this is Craig and I here. Yeah, I'm just entertaining <laughs> myself. That's fine. I'll, I'll live with that. Uh, when we come back, I got... I got an idea, too. A couple go. more stories. Yeah, let's let's uh, fortify that idea. And we're going to come back after this. You're listening to News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. I think I'll go for a walk
0: outside
1: now. Is. You're back. Now, News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. That, of course, is the Silver Platters uh, number. I think they were bigger than the Beatles, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, huge. They were a huge group <laughs> back in the 70s uh, from the Brady Bunch. Uh, this is Craig Hill filling in for Dave Congleton. Uh, Jimbo over there filling yeah. in for me. And we're going over the top stories of the week. Now, we've already covered... Uh, Sriracha, Amelia Earhart. We've covered uh, the Taylor Swift effect, and uh, now I want to get into the Neuralink. Jim, have you heard of? Neuralink? I've heard of the Neuralink. Neuralink. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, and I don't imagine any of you don't know, because it's I think the biggest story, or maybe second biggest story of the week: uh, wirelessly connecting your brain yeah. to electronic to an electronic device. Mm-hmm. Now it's been said that it's to help people, you know, with quadriplegics, paraplegics, yeah,
0: uh, yeah regain use,
1: regain use of their body and all that. Mm-hmm. But th- it, that really that mm-hmm. steps over the line of scariness of you know post apocalyptic future, Mad Max, mind control, uh, odd things that basically they make movies about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty soon it's going to be called Skynet. Isn't yeah. Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk? It's, yeah, out. it's Elon Musk's uh, baby project. Yeah. And not only is, you know, he he's got the altruistic angle, which is what you're going to sell. You're going to say, hey, it's going to help people walk again and see and walk on water and do all the great stuff. But he's also talking about how it will connect their brains to their phones. Do we do we need to have more interface no, with our phones? No. Is that in fact? I think lacking? we need to have
0: less interface with our phones. Yeah. Are we
1: lacking enough phone uh, time, staring at the phone all day? No. So, you know, he's he's claiming the uh, the altruistic reasons. Now, the uh, Food and Drug Administration uh, had an approval in May, saying that they wanted to enlist twenty-two there uh, are people twenty-two and older who are you know, dealing with physical difficulties, spinal cord injuries, and uh, whatnot, to uh, be in the program. It's called Prime, which stands for uh, I don't know Prime. That's that sounds like a movie that is going to be a scary future. <laughs> Prime, and it's where uh, it's called precise, robotically implanted brain computer interface, and hmm. that's that's the idea of it. And a robot is actually doing the surgery, inserting the wires. And the wires themselves are uh where they? they're like 10 to 12 microns in width. That's only slightly larger than the diameter of a red blood cell.
0: Oh, that's, crazy. that's
1: how small these wires are and they are getting implanted into your brain. That's crazy. Like, yeah, so, I just don't know how I
0: feel about that.
1: If you want to call in on that, what is it with the Stanley Cup, by the way, too? Can
0: we bring that up?
1: Well, see, I was thinking about including that in my news, but yeah. I think that was from last week.
0: Well, is it that last week? But I, I just saw one for the first time today or yesterday and held it, you know, was able to hold it. And it was like, okay, this is cool,
1: but is it that cool? You got to go out and steal one from Target? The funny thing is, when I first started hearing about this uh, thing, I mean, in case you don't know, uh, this cup that's branded Stanley, like Stanley tools yeah. is flying off the shelves. Everyone loves this cup. literally flying out the sh- yeah. off the shelves and, and actually not going past the cash register. And it's from this company called Stanley who, who makes tools. But I thought as I'm reading the story, I'm like, why is everyone so into hockey? Yeah. Why does everyone want this Stanley cup? Hmm. And then I realized, Oh, it's a it's a coffee cup. It's yeah.
0: It's, I mean, I saw one, I guess it's supposed to keep your stuff like really cold all day or whatever, but it's like, it's not, that great. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of like a
1: little bit bigger than a normal. Um, Just looks like a regular, yeah, portable kind of coffee it. cup. Here's what. Here's my theory on that. Taylor Swift had one. Oh, took a sip out of one, and was it pink? The one she had. Yeah, I think it was. Probably oh,
0: because the pink ones are the really ones.
1: I, I someone that was purple, so it's less popular. Taylor Swift was at a uh, Kansas City Chiefs game. Mm. She took a sip out of a pink Stanley Cup, and now that's they're flying off the shelves. Anything she touches. Automatically, the coolest thing on the planet. Yeah, but and I think even Taylor
0: have. Swift would tell you to stop by the cash register on the way out of the store.
1: Well, it it takes a lot of money to buy one of those Stanley Cups. Yeah. What, what are they? Twenty bucks? Thirty bucks? Yes, yeah, so yeah, you don't want You don't have time for that kind mm-hmm. of you know money yeah. spending. Yeah, so that is definitely a story. So that is, but it's two weeks ago, so that doesn't count for the week that was yeah. for me. Okay, so there's your uh, your story on the surgically implanted uh, brain thing. That scares the hell out of me. And there's a lot of ethical questions as well. I mean, if you're going to use it for that purpose of helping people with neurological and physical problems, that's great. Mm-hmm. If that's what you're doing. But, right. you know, what would they say about the the pathway to hell with good intentions? And that's a, a great intention. But we all know what's going to happen. Everyone thought the Internet was going to, you know, create this uh, utopia like uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, where we're all sitting in floating chairs as, uh, you know, the overseers are bringing the universe together in peace and harmony. Yeah. That's what we envision, but the internet is full of cat videos and, I don't know, people catching on fire from burning turkeys or whatever the hell they're doing online. It It's not what it was intended to be, and it's kind of been uh, hijacked, mm-hmm. I don't know, by idiots like myself. So... <laughs> That That's your implant story. Now, I'm going to come to today on a story because I really want to get to this one. This one is extremely important. This is Punxsutawney Phil. Oh. Thousands of people headed to Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania for Phil's annual forecast, and he did not see his shadow. Glad tidings on. A federal agency says this forecast is only about 40% accurate, but it's now more official. Governor Josh Shapiro announced that Punxsutawney Phil is now Pennsylvania's official meteorologist. Brian Clark, ABC News. And there's our reporting on uh, Punxsutawney Phil. He's 40%, about. It's actually uh, 38%. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself, you know. That's pretty accurate. Sometimes. <laughs> if you had a quarter, you'd be at at least 50%. 50%. If you just flipped a quarter, yeah. you'd be at 50%. So I don't see why... Punks and Tiny Phil is getting all this run. Everyone's loving him. He's been around since 1887 making these predictions. And it was a big story. He did he see a shadow? He didn't. See, I don't know. Even know what no, did, I, I don't did, listen to him after I found not out about see the
0: shadow today. He did not because yeah. he did not go back into his ground his hole.
1: Now I thought that was oh that's a bad omen, but then I mm-hmm. found out this and this is where the conspiracy happens. Mm-hmm. Now uh apparently Punxsutawney Phil doesn't actually say or signal. He speaks a secret language mm. to... He speaks Groundhog? Yeah, he speaks Groundhog mm. to the person that is the uh, head of the Groundhog Association. I'm looking at my notes here. I don't see... Uh, the What is it? He saw a shadow and he has to tell somebody. Somebody listens to groundhog Ease mm. and translates for him now the guy who's translating could be the one messing the whole thing up maybe phil is maybe, always right phil is always right and the guy who's translating is like you know what? i don't believe that i'm gonna just say what i I'm think i'm gonna say you know. what i want to do yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm actually
0: really tired of the the, the cold weather and um, we're just gonna have an early spring yeah i'm gonna you know and, hope and, spring's and, eternal so let's just give and, a lot of people and hope. we're gonna make puxatowne
1: phil not go into his hole we're gonna like Keep him out. Shove him the other direction. Now, another thing I learned, this is the interesting part. Now, so this tradition comes from Europe. A lot of things come from Europe. People coming over. Uh, This is from the 1800s. and But they used to do this over there, but with a badger. Mm. Now, I imagine it would be a lot more difficult with a badger doing this. I don't want to piss off a badger. I know that. Well, I'm thinking if you lose two fingers, you are going to be getting an early spring. But if you Mm. get to keep your hand complete... Then it's a possibly late spring. I don't, don't know what, yeah. but they came over here and it changed to uh whatever he is. The what is he again? The marmot, tiny rat? rat. He's the, the Groundhog. Groundhog. Yeah. Yeah. It's called <laughs> it's it's Groundhog called Day. Groundhog yeah. Day. Uh, yeah. So you what? Did you watch Groundhog? I, I've You've, seen the movie. Yes, but he, I mean today, though. Today. No, I didn't watch it today. Okay. But here's my theory. Let me get to my theory, which is it started with the Germans coming over here, and for some reason in 1943. Uh, the groundhog, Phil, skipped 1943 and did not make a prediction. So here's what I'm thinking. The American military did not want the Germans to get into our advanced groundhog weather-related technology. Oh, that's and what it is. So they put Phil into hiding in 1943. Possibly. So we could defeat the Axis powers. In Germany. Because they didn't have our advanced groundhog abilities. So Did we have an extra long winter that year? I, I don't recall, uh, hmm. but I'm, I'm sure it was very important to the war effort. Perhaps awesome. he was in hiding. Maybe he was selling war bonds. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. But 43 was the only year that he uh, skipped. He skipped it. Oh. Yeah. So, And maybe that's a good thing. Seeing Not as even how during COVID? He didn't skip it during COVID? No, no. He, oh my he's a workhorse. Oh,
0: He's a work what? groundhog. I tell you, the only buddy working in COVID was Box Bounty Phil.
1: Yeah, well, oh. he uh, made the prediction, and it is what it is. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with musician extraordinary, extraordinaire Travis Larson of the Travis Larson Band. He's going to be regaling us with stories of a worldwide tour of the finest bars of the U.S. and clubs and going to Germany and the NAM show. He's just back from NAM, and, uh, you know, he's got post traumatic NAM disorder. So it'll be very interesting. You're listening to News Talk 920 and FM 965 KVEC.